Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? Look, it's hard to believe, but we're a month into the college football season already. 12-game regular season, four games in a third of the way through. And what have we learned? I went through and counted 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12 teams that have a chance to make the college football playoff at this point. 12, maybe 13, I'm asterisk 13. 12 realistic teams. How about that? Maybe that's a little bit more fair or diplomatic, if you will. So what a month into the season has taught us. So we'll dive into that. Also, a little Finn Fever as the Dolphins. Like you hang 70 up on somebody, you've done something. They're 3-0. and Two of their wins were on the road. They come back, and I know the Broncos aren't very good, but good gracious to do what they did. And then you start to look at their schedule coming up here. I always wondered if the Dolphins go undefeated or when they finally lose. Not that there's that many of them left. Do, do those Dolphins teams, does 72 team drink champagne even if their own team goes on? You know, unbeaten. I, I don't know how that works. So, anyway, little nugget. We're going to dive into that as well. Uh, how are the Dolphins the elite in the AFC? And the Jags get tagged at home by the Texans. What that means. Harpon Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpon Sports Twitter, at Harpon Sports Instagram, Harpon Sports Auditory Route, Buzzprot, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harpon Sports Facebook page, Harpon Sports, the YouTube channel, and of course, HarponSports.com. College football, month in, four games in, we're a month in, and where do we sit? Well, it's top heavy, it's elite heavy this year. You've got some big names and some old school names hanging around, and you know, through a month of the year, what do we know? Well, this is what I have. I, I said. 12, maybe, if you asterisk it, maybe 13 teams have a legit shot at going to the college football playoff. Legit shot. Let's be realistic here. And I went through and looked at this. In the SEC, it's Georgia, Bama, LSU. Those are your three. I know Florida's only got a loss. I, I get it, but no, come on. Georgia, Bama, LSU. Those are your three teams in the SEC that have a chance to go to the college football playoff. In the Big Ten, it's Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. I get you six. In the Big 12, it's Oklahoma and Texas. That's it. That gets you to eight. The ACC, it's Florida State, and that's it. I, I put Duke in there. I know they're unbeaten. If Duke were to beat Notre Dame, maybe. I know Miami's unbeaten. Too. I, I get it. I But come on. Florida State with the win over LSU is that is that big chip. Now, Florida State, Miami, Miami beats them. I, I get it, but it's a little asterisk next to Duke and Miami. But Florida State. Um, and then you get to the Pac-12 and you got USC, Oregon, Washington. I know Notre Dame has a loss as well, and they, they were competitive. It had Ohio State beat, but I just don't see that avenue. I don't. So that's where we are. Bama is a step slower than they've been in years past. They are. They're a step slower. Still the favorites in that division, aren't they? 
I mean, they get LSU at home. But this is a Bama team that, you know, you look at what happened with A&M and how they beat A&M. Or A&M beat them and last year. And, and you, you go through and you start to look at holes in their schedule and where they could get ca- get caught. And I look, you know, it's not, they don't have the crossover games that they've had in years past. They get Tennessee at home and, and not that Tennessee's special this year, but even though they struggle a little bit with Ole Miss, that, yeah, Alabama, Alabama's a team that could stub their toe this year in route. LSU didn't look exactly sharp. Georgia's elite, but come on. We get right down to it. You know, blow for blow. Pac-12's got better quarterbacks. Pac-12 is the best quarterbacks in the country. Knicks, Penix. What? <laughs> Good gracious. Caleb Williams. I mean, the Pac-12 is loaded. Loaded. Not to mention Utah's unbeaten. Utah's a team I left out of here. I, I should include them. There are four legit teams in the Pac-12 this year. Four deep. No other conference goes four deep. Pac-12 does. So I guess it's 13 with the 14th as an asterisk. So because the Pac-12 goes four deep. That's going to be interesting to see how that that shuffles its way out. And the ACC, you know, Clemson has two losses. Duke, I mean, Duke and now Florida State. So Clemson needs Duke to lose three times or Florida State to lose three times to get into the ACC championship game. It's too rough now, too tough to do that. So... I mean, the Big Ten, Ohio State's a step slower. They are, let's face it. Ohio State's not what they were with C.J. Stroud. They're a step slower. Like, Alabama's a step slower. That's Michigan's conference. Michigan struggled, though. And Penn State's sitting there lurking. But you got some blue blood. I mean, Texas and Oklahoma, you got blue bloods. Texas has got the most impressive win in college football this year at Alabama. So, through a month in the year, your, your, your big boys have flexed a little bit here. Your power brokers have flexed. So, you know, depending on what look what I've seen so far, Michigan really hasn't played anybody. Ohio State did win at Notre Dame. Texas, Georgia. I mean, USC's got the defending Heisman Trophy winner, but they struggled against Arizona State this weekend. Alabama's got a, loss, got a long way to go. Florida State. Florida State's got the two most impressive wins, don't they? At Clemson and on a neutral side against LSU. Florida State's had the two mo- out of the first month of the year. T- Florida State's had the two toughest games, haven't they? And they've survived it. They get to host Miami and they get to host Duke. So still a couple more games in there for the Knowles, but what a great start. Quarterback play just elite. Oh, my God. I can't think of a year of this many great, solid quarterbacks in college football. And here's the thing. They're spread out. Yours at Texas. Of course, rising. Panics Jr. Oh, my gosh. Bo Nix, Caleb Williams, you know, the, the conference that, you know, with Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan, they're the conferences that have the big, big, big stud quarterback. It's the Big Ten. But what a start. And college football, one month in, the college football month mayhem or month mantra is what? Elite quarterbacks have their teams in position. The next few weeks will be interesting as all these conference teams start to play each other. But what a solid start. And you have balance across the country. And 
on a side note, I've always said this. I'll say it again. People don't want chaos. People that love chaos. Chaos. Oh my God, all the upsets. It's great. It's chaos. Chaos is this. USC runs the table. Texas runs the table. Pick anybody from the Big Ten. Let's just say Michigan runs the table. Florida State runs the table. Georgia runs the table. What do you do if it's Georgia, Florida State, Texas, USC, and Michigan? You want chaos? You want everybody to win, not upsets. Because upsets, you start arguing who's got the worst loss. And But if everybody's undefeated and they're five big true blue bloods, what do you do? Enjoy. Enjoy. So, what a start. Pivoting from that to this, um, into the NFL, you know, through three weeks in the NFL, the Dolphins are the story, aren't they? This Sunday was a little bit of Sunday shakedown. If you went, a, if you slept walk on Sunday, you got thumped. You got you got a wake up call. The Cowboys slept walk. Boom, Arizona. I don't even know what the Broncos did. If you if you're the Jags, gonna get to the Jags in a moment. Yikes. The Ravens slept walk. Boom, Gardner Minshew gets them. The Colts, but the the team through the first three games that. When they click, I don't know how you beat them. It's the Dolphins. To hang 70 up, I don't care if Denver's not any good. To hang 70 up on an NFL team, good night. And the thing about Tua and the Dolphins last year, he started to get concussed, started to get injuries. They were competitive with the Bills that Thanksgiving weekend, and everything fell apart on them. Dolphins are legit. The question is, can they stay healthy? Can they stay healthy? You look at their schedule coming up, what they've got coming up. They're at Buffalo next. So the Bills have kind of figured it out too, right? After being sloppy in week one against the Jets, the Bills have won back-to-back games, and the, and the Bills look good. Josh Allen's kind of, they, they've woken up a little bit. All that criticism, all that doubt, how he's taking a step back. Now the Bills are licking their chops going, this is still our division. Come on. So Miami's got to go up to Buffalo. Miami does catch a break by playing Buffalo in Buffalo October 1st as opposed to November 1st or December 1st. But they're legit. A healthy Tua makes all the difference in the world. And with a healthy Tua, they if they beat Buffalo, Buffalo, watch out, because then they get, what, the Giants at home, then they get the Panthers at home, and all of a sudden you're looking at 7-8 no for the Dolphins. It starts to open up for them a little bit. If they, if they can beat the Bills and Buffalo, all of a sudden now you're four games in, the Dolphins got three road wins, and they're over the Chargers, they're over the Bills, they're over the Patriots, and they just, they're, they're Dolphins are in good shape now. They've sent a message. Sent a message. But this has always been about Tua's health. He looked legit last year. He's probably the MVP at the halfway mark, right? Tua is the MVP after the first eight weeks of the year last year. Just fell apart on him. It happens. Concussions. He can stay healthy. They're the team to beat in the AFC. They are. So, now the question becomes, how do you handle that pressure? Now the question becomes, it's one thing when you are the hunted or you're lurking or you're rising. What happens when now you are that team? And trust me, hanging a 70-burger up on somebody in the NFL, that's tough. And it's tough to keep that up. And now you go to Buffalo. Buffalo's got a chip on their shoulder. That'll be a heck of a game next week. And let's face it, if the Dolphins win, Dolphins got a two-game lead in that division a month in. Dolphins lose, tied with the Bills, and it looks like it's the Bills' division again. Here, at least in the early going. But the Finns, Dolphins are legit. I always wondered what do the Dolphins do 
You know, all those years, Mercury Morris, Nick Bonacani, Zonka, all those guys. The Champagne, when they're the last undefeated team, gets beat. Do they do that to themselves? It's been 51 years since we had the team go undefeated. I know they always drink champagne when the last unbeaten team loses. What if that unbeaten team's the Dolphins? Do they do they dare? You imagine this seems like 13 or 14 and 0. Those guys that are still around from 51 years ago. God, they're in their late 70s now, right? Actually, they're older than that. Do, do they drink champagne and celebrate? Do they celebrate? their own franchise if this because usually i remember in years past when the patriots lost they celebrated when i mean you had some colts teams that got really late into the year and finally got beat the chiefs did it one year like they're 12 and 0 13 and 0 finally got beat steelers did it one year got late finally got beat did they I, they're drinking champagne celebrating would they do this to their own franchise we'll see so there's that part. But the, the, to me, the Dolphins are the team to beat in the AFC. Over in the NFC, I I thought it was the Cowboys. Probably still is the Cowboys. The NFC South came back to earth. I mean, it's the Niners now, isn't it? We, you know, I thought it was the Cowboys, the, the Niners and the Cowboys, but th- those two are right up, and there'll be other teams that, that stick their nose in there before it's all said and done. Washington came back to earth. Hello, Buffalo. Reality. And again, through three weeks, how can you argue what Miami did? Uh, What you can argue is that the Jaguars, oh my God, they got tagged on Sunday. And, you know, they got red hot last year, had a heck of a run, uh, but I try to remind people they dug themselves a gigantic hole against the chargers and came back because the chargers are inept when it comes to coaching. And, you know, they needed a deflection and what was it? A fumble recovery for a touchdown against the Titans. And then against the chiefs, Mahomes gets, it's like, Oh, they're right in there against the chiefs. Yeah. Cause Mahomes got hurt. So I, I mean, they caught some big breaks down the stretch and this year they come out, they beat the Colts on the road. Impressive. The Chiefs have a bunch of penalties. The Jags can't score in the red zone through one-on-one. You're like, okay. The Texans at home, that's your most winnable game of the year, isn't it? Find me a more winnable game on your schedule, if you're a Jags fan, than the Texans at home. Who else? The Colts at home? The Texans are 0-2. Oh, my God, they look terrible through the first two weeks. And they come into your crib... And they beat you by 20? It's not even competitive. The Texans hang 37 points up on you at home. You're one and one. You know, you beat the Colts. You, you, you play tough against the Chiefs. Chiefs have a bunch of turnovers, but you force those turnovers. Bunch of penalties, but you force those penalties. And it, it feels like one that you could have got. It slips through your fingers. Sunday is just one of those. You're like, oh, my God. And the Jags were gifted. Of any division winner last year, they were gifted the best schedule of any division winner in the NFL. Think about this. And I went through and looked at this. Bengals, Niners, Chiefs, Ravens. All home playoff teams from a year. They get them all at home. Seriously. Bengals, Niners, Ravens, Chiefs. They get them all at home. They get them all at home. Wow. Wow. And then they play the Bills, 
not at home, but in London, which is a quasi home game. Oh my God, you you were gifted this awesome schedule where all the studs in the NFL, whether it's Mahomes, you know, Burrow's a little banged up right now, but you know, what the 49ers are offensively a juggernaut. Lamar Jackson, you get all these guys at home. You get Josh Allen on a neutral site, and you lay an egg to C.J. Stroud at home. And you look at the next three games, Falcons at home, Bills, London, Colts at home. This division is not very good. Eight and nine may win this division. Although I think I think the Jags are probably a 10 and 7, 11 and 6 football team. Probably 11 and 6 football team. But that, of all the games, you know, people are going to point to the 50-point drubbing that the Broncos took, and I get it. The Commanders got drilled. The Cowboys sleepwalk, lose to Arizona. There's some weird, strange things that happened in week three of the NFL. The Jags losing by 20 at home to the Texans. The Texans may be one of the two or three worst teams in the NFL to go on the road and win by three touchdowns. And C.J. Stroud kind of started to figure it out a little bit there as well. But wow. And they just ran it down their throat. Just a bizarre day for the Jaguars. Now they get the Falcons at home. They get to right the ship. And then they get to go to, this team's going to be two and two as they head to London. But again, they get they, they get the Bengals, the Niners, the Ravens, and they, they get them all home. Today, or Sunday, was the easiest home game, the easiest, on paper, the easiest game of the year for the Jags, and they got trounced. So there you go. What a weekend it was as we start to turn our sights ahead to the month of October. Coming up on our midweek podcast, we're going to look at the Major League Baseball postseason um, and start to take stock in where the Gators are, the Knolls are, and Miami. What a week it was as we hit the late stages of September. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports, Twitter, at Harp on Sports, Instagram. Harp on Sports, auditory route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harp on Sports, Facebook page, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, and of course, HarpOnSports.com. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.